0: hey what's going on everyone this is your host matthew kirby and welcome to a new season of young black hr previously known as the honest human resources podcast we strive to continue to have meaningful conversations by amplifying those voices and perspectives we need to hear in today's times young black hr is the podcast that discusses hr from all angles focusing on the perspectives of black brown and ally voices. We think outside the box of traditional HR and discuss how each and every one of us is a human resource through the skills, gifts, talents, abilities, and backgrounds that we all bring to the table. I only have one question for you. How are you a human resource? Enjoy today's episode. This one's on me. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Welcome back to another week, another conversation, another episode of the Young Black HR Podcast. This is your host. Y'all know how I do it by now, Matthew Kirby. And I'm excited to not only be in this conversation surrounding real estate investments, surrounding really just home ownership, but also just giving you all insight and some context to. A lot of things that we hear in our various groups, discussions, what our rich uncles done did, all that good stuff. So y'all know how I do. I love jumping into the meat and potatoes. But before we do that, you know, I want to give place and give space to bring in this amazing guest that we have today. You know, I know him. He's one of my mentors, and I want you all to know him as well. Rob Gerald, man, how you doing, Rob? How you doing?
1: Doing pretty good, man.
0: Thank you for having me. Good, good, no worries, man. I appreciate you taking the time and really taking the space to really speak on, you know, investing and really what that looks like and how feasible and attainable it is. But before we get into it, I gotta ask you the standard question that I normally do. Mm-hmm. Rob, how are you a human resource?
1: Uh, a great question, great question. Uh, I'm a human resource in the in the field of, uh, of, of being a solution-oriented, um, asset and uh, provider uh, to those in need and to those who desire to, uh, to make a change and make a difference. Uh, uh, my, to give you a little bit of background of, on that, um, I am a management consultant um, by trade, business owner of my own consultant agency, uh, RG Consultant, um, and entrepreneur um, in the realm of uh, investments, uh, particularly real estate. Um, and also uh, some other business ventures that I I embark on as well.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, no, I, we appreciate you giving us that, that rundown. Y'all, y'all, y'all only know just a little, little glimpse of the story, but Rob, Rob is really an amazing person, uh, just a wealth of knowledge. And you know what, Rob, I'm not going to hold back anymore. Let's just get Right into uh, real estate investing. So I feel like by now everybody has some sort of sense or some sort of perception of what that is, whether you're a homeowner or not, whether you're an investor or not. I wanted to get into a few things to really just bring some context and clarity. One of the things that I've mentioned on my previous real estate episode is that, you know, the average person, even if you are a homeowner, most of the time, Rob, folks only just got that one property and they good, right? They got, I got my one house, you know, I don't know if that's your dream house you start a house or whatever, but mm-hmm. really that's it. And people have different perceptions and different feelings about, you know, being an investor, being a landlord, all of that good stuff. So just to kind of set the stage up a little bit, when someone is talking about real estate and investing, Rob, what does that mean? And like, what does that look like to you?
1: Well, real estate investing um, it 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 consists of um, many many things, um, but particularly um, advancing your your net worth. Um, that's that's more or less um, the end game. That's your ultimate goal. Um, you make investments um, to either save or you make investments um, to build um, for what's to come. And I believe that. Um, you made a good point about most people they buy a home and they think that's the investment that they need. That's their, part. that's their key asset that they should have in their portfolio. Um, but when you when you really want to dive into the realm of real estate, um, you you really want to understand um, what type of owner you want to be. Do you want to be just a residential owner, where you may not feel comfortable. Um, diving out in, into the into the market and and wanting to become or, or establish some level of ownership and, and equity into single and multi families um, and or apartment buildings or and or commercial um, and, you, and you just feel comfortable with what you what you have at hand. Um, you may be more stronger in like the stock market or so or just being a silent investor for probably some other some other um, in, industry um, items, but. Particularly in real estate, um, if you're going to, um, you know, really turn in and, and really dive into the whole aspects of investing, um, you want to understand the how, and I think that's that's more or less why most people don't really go deep um, in, into the into this field.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you and you bring up some good points that are that I want to jump into. You know, just thinking about. You know the stage that we're setting with investing. To your point, whether it's stocks, uh, real estate, in this in this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. But you know, just thinking about you know the why, right? Really talking to those people who may just have they, they, they primary residence. You know why why does it matter to not only you know first time either first time homeowner, homeowners mm-hmm. or just minorities as a whole? Like why why does real estate investing matter to us?
1: Real estate, and it matters uh, entirely because of ownership and continued uh, wealth sharing. Um, you know, not a lot of people have the opportunity or the ability um, to become an owner uh, of property. Um, but when in fact, if those who've played Monopoly, you, you grow to understand the importance of uh, expanding your wealth. Um, and, and I mean that in regards of uh, being a creator um, through real estate investing, um, you're creating opportunities along the way, not just for your financial gain, but also for others who uh, may not have the assets or the ability to um, to expand and expound into um, the aspect of ownership. And I think that's that's a you know amongst you know our community, uh, we need we must uh, educate ourselves in that realm. Um, and and I mean that, um, of understanding the how, as I mentioned earlier, you know, because uh, again, there's a there's a, like a, there's a cloud of fear amongst many, and, and I think that's that's slowly changing. But um, the how to understand this market is, is something that um, is still um, not high, and I believe that um, through um, um, continuous dialogue and, and, and such as great podcasts like this and, and other platforms. Uh, to have that conversation, I believe uh, that aspect of it um, will increase and will and will expand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just thinking about that, you know, I'm even thinking about you know from from the minority perspective. I'm including all minorities in this case, but you mm-hmm. know, most most of us as minorities, you know, we're we're renters, and it's, it's one of the things that you know I I'm appreciative that I can, and I'm sure many people can and are a part of, you know, these, these real estate groups that are minority ran and led these homeowner groups, you know, it's for me, just the way that I grew up, you know, I didn't know too many people that looked like me that had a house, you know, (laughs) you know, I've, I've helped many people move from complex to complex. And it just kind of makes me think that, you know, while we can all imagine, you know, all of the, the pros of, owning a house first and foremost, but mm-hmm. also more of the pros with investing, you know, it, it makes me think about some of the hurdles that we face. And is it, is it is it a thing that it's, you know, hey, you're not managing your money, right? So you can't get no house or are there some process barriers in that? Or, you know, is, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20% down really the main hurdle? You know what are what are some of those things, and especially that you've seen perhaps in your own life, and just with other investors that you know. What are what are some of those like hurdles that you see people continually kind of like running into?
1: Um, some hurdles that I've identified throughout the course of time that I've been involved um, um, in this space um, has been the the risk, financial risk, uh, resource resources have always been risk. Um, meaning, uh, either your person, your own personnel, and that, that, that's not coming from a business owner standpoint. That's coming just from, you know, as an individual, um, uh, what, what do you bring to the table if you're doing it individually or are you doing it in a group? Um, if you're doing it individually, do you have the, the right vendors, um, that you're connected with, that you have relationships with, um, and suppliers, do you have, have you established, um, some type of, um, relationships with them as well. Um, in the group, you're a contributor and you are an asset to, to that team as well. So either you're going to be, you know, solely focused as a, you know, a financial um, contributor, or you're going to be financial and, and also have connections to key assets um, for resource use and purposes, um, and, or you're just going to be silent and you're just going to allow that team to just manage and operate and you just get the return um, based on the, the analysis. Um, but ultimately, it all comes down to your risk and reward. And, you know, do you have the financial assets um, in place uh, to engage and, and get involved? Um, the, some, for some people, the answer is yes, and for some is no. Um, for a lot of cases, many pe- most people are, uh, will say no, but um, if they really do a deeper dive, they, they'll be able to play in this game and in this sandbox. Yeah. And that's, and
0: that's, that's, that's some good points that you bring up. And I'm even thinking, I don't know how widespread this is per se, but really two things just for me, it just popped up in my mind. And this is even new, relatively new, at least in and of itself, you know, the idea of going tiny right now, so many people are, you know, doing alternative, alternative living practices, going tiny so that they can do whatever uh, financial goals and things that they have in mind, but also another kind of thing that I've, I've seen a bit is that, you know, some people are investors in mm-hmm. real estate without actually living or having a primary residence themselves. Um, you know, so the idea that, you know, someone still could be renting, but let's just say understanding gets the idea of investing in real estate. So I've kind of seen it, you know, seen those two kind of, I'll say non-traditional groups emerging and spreading. And mm-hmm. it just kind of really makes me think when I think about real estate investing, you know, is it, is it a concept or is it something that is antiquated or is it time for it to be reimagined? Is it, is it one of those things where, you know, owning land is that is that, you know, in game? Is it still owning homes and land? is it going down the landlord route you know so just thinking about how this space in this sector is really going to change you know there's there's a lot of different alternatives that i've seen and i just wanted to get your take on some of those alternatives you know what do you think about you know the the whole tiny house movement and even if you can comment or know any folks that you know don't have primary residence themselves but have properties out there <laughs>
1: Um, the tiny house, the tiny house uh, movement, um, is something that's kind of is all predicated on um, the individual state, the respective state, and and the um, the laws that's in place as well for your for an investor's financial gain. Um, you may you may enter into a state that may not be tiny house friendly and in in or or a district or an area that may not just be friendly to tiny houses. Um, so you, you, you truly have to conduct a, a, a concise uh, analysis on that area. Um, so just, just to kind of back up a little bit before I go too much into the opinion aspect of it, but let me, let me help you understand um, and that many of your audience may already understand those who are in real estate invest, investing. Um, I, I talked about the how earlier. Uh, when you when you talk about the how real estate investing, and for this is for those who are already in it and those who are considering it as well, is you know you really have to you know do a deep dive into the market knowledge. You have to understand your area. You have to know you know what you're trying to accomplish in that in that res- that target area, and how are you going to accomplish it? That's through you know very in depth analysis, of course. Um, but then you want to also understand is how you wanna manage that risk. Cause there are going to be a list of risks that you're gonna to have to um, you know, kind of go through um, as you identify and uh, mitigate if necessary. Um, the financing aspect of it, you know, it comes through uh, either your personal assets and or through uh, you know, crowdfunding you know, uh, approach. Um, it could it could be a group of friends or it could be a company that you may want to deal with um, privately or then of course, you may want to go to a bank. Um, but at the as you dive into that as well, you also want to establish an exit strategy. Um, all involved in, uh, and that, that, that's going to um, be included into, in this opportunity, they're always going to need an exit strat- strategy. It needs to be an end game into this. It's not going to be a continuous play, um, mainly because that's that's just not how you know life works. But um, and and also um, you want to address the types again. Um, are you going to be focused on the residential? Are you going to be focused on single and multi-family? Are you going to be you're going to be involved in the apartment buildings, commercials, um, even industrials, or retail? Um, you may you may go into. Uh, But as you all in all, it has to be a a concise plan um, with all parties that's involved in order for you to, you know, to really have a win win situation.
0: Yeah, and I I think, you know, just to that point, even even uh, and I love picking on myself. I, I feel like I say this at least once an episode, but even just for those of you that are listening, even just thinking about, you know, your journeys, whether you are that homeowner right now and considering making the leap, so to speak, into mm-hmm. getting another property, or if you don't have nobody property, right? If your own property is, is being a renter, and you want to, you know, transition and get out of renting, you know, there's, there's a way to think about it. And I'm, I'm realizing this more and more as I'm doing my own research, etc. But, you know, to your point, Rob, you know, that in game, like, where do you where do you trying to accomplish? Like, what, ultimately do you want to do? You know, what's, what's that strategy that you have? And I, I feel like, and I know folks who have been on both sides of this, but I feel like at some point, you know, folks learn trial by fire. I feel like when it comes to real estate, those could be some expensive fires <laughs> if you learn too many hard lessons, but also, also on the other hand, just thinking about, you know, the idea of, you know, people just getting into it and really not knowing what that end game is or you know what what they want to do they just know they want to get an additional stream of of income right an additional little something something maybe that's paying off of their debts or you know paying off that house faster but for those folks out there rob that you know might not have their strategy all the way maybe that's just why they in a primary residence and that's it what are what are some of those nuggets that you know folks can really tap into to help them think of what that strategy should be and, you know, what kinds of strategies make sense for them?
1: Absolutely. That's a great question. So that, that actually, that actually encompass uh, into your tiny house question as well. So you're, you're, in the, you're, if you're for homeowners that, that just not into the game and, and really don't understand it fully and, but still kind of want to test the waters, um, Purchasing, purchasing land um, is a low risk um, approach. Um, if you still, you still have to do your research, of course. Um, but if you just purchase land and then you, you, you kind of get involved with the town or the city um, to see who may be some developers that may be interested in building. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a low-risk approach, uh, whereas you're not in, you know, you're not involved in the in the development aspect of it. Um, and or building aspect of it and you, you're able to just, you know, you buy land and you sell plots. Um, that's a good strategy from, you know, from a low risk standpoint. Um, now you still may run into some, you know, some, some tax implications or, you know, or don't want to go into too, too much into the detail, but you'll get into, you know, some of those areas where um, you're either going to be lucrative in cash or you may have to hold for a while before you can, you know, really establish and, and link to a, a good, a good partner. Um, now, for those who who are you know who who do want to test the waters with you know the single and and the multi families, um, I would say you know for the single, you definitely want to make sure that you know you are you know making money uh, for both for both rounds, single or multi family. You want to make sure at the end of the day that the the mortgage will get paid, um, and you do you will make um, some profit um, off the rent um, to be able to support. And maintain the home um, and property. Um, that's important. Um, this is you, you could take that extra profit and and, and pocket it, but um, you it will be a uh, will be the result of that won't won't be well for yourself in the long term. Um, primarily because you know wear and tear does occur um, against the property, um, and you know um, incidents do occur um, unexpectedly. So you, you kind of want to make sure from a, from a financial analysis and strategic planning standpoint, um, you want to make sure that you have that implemented and make sure that you know, on each property is treated um, as it's one bank. So um, you, you'll, take, you'll take whatever rents uh, profits from that and just put it back into the home or have it as a, a safety net uh, for any case by case basis. Um, multi is a little different, um, mainly because um, the, the profit margins are higher. Uh, but again, you want to make sure that you have uh, enough, adic- you know, associated and um, earmarked for the home itself, um, and whatever resources that you may have to um, pay out to. So it's it's definitely um, something that could be planned out um, well, you know, just from a single home standpoint and or even just if you were just a serial renter um, and you're not looking into buying homes but from that standpoint um, in that aspect um, it's, it's very um, important that your financial planning um, is in place um, to ensure that you'll be able to maintain um, as you you know either you're renting or you're still paying them one mortgage um, you know they they both apply you're still paying out. Uh, which are either your one check or your multiple other streams of of income that you use to pay your rents and the mortgage. But you want to make sure that as you build um, your financial plan, it becomes more pristine.
0: Absolutely, and I, I really couldn't agree with you anymore. I will I will say sometimes it, it seems like you know some you hear you hear so many uh, not only success stories but you also hear. You know, hey, I'm 21 and, you know, bought three properties. And I always like to tell people, you know, don't let the, the one-offs or don't let the things that fall outside of kind of the average experience, however you define that, mm-hmm. uh, either discourage you especially, but also on the other hand, encourage you. You know, there's sometimes, and look, you see some of these stories, like sometimes, you know, when you, when you see stories like this and you do your research, depending on who it is, you found out that they were some sort of trust fund baby, right? Or there's some sort of financial thing that isn't factored into the article or the IG post or whatever you're looking at and thinking about that story. Um, also, I try to tell people, you know, if you are renting now, it's, it's unless you want it to be, you don't have to do it forever. Uh, you can be serial like you just mentioned, but I tell people at the same time, don't let these homeowners out here make y'all feel like trash, Cause y'all rent, you know, everybody in thinking about a house, even thinking about for myself, you know, at the end of the day, whether you got one houses or one home or 10 houses, you know, they're, they're responsibilities. And look, I tell you, if y'all don't like to clean, not saying you dirty, but if you don't want to be responsible for, you know, 3,000, 8,000, 10,000 square feet of space, y'all better go ahead and just, you know, relax in that 700 feet of square space, something, you know, that's manageable because even just thinking about it on the day-to-day perspective, I know that oftentimes, you know, people talk so much about strategy and so much about, oh man, look at the ROI that I'm getting. But, you know, sometimes people really don't dig into like that day-to-day, really don't dig into, you know, what, what that life or what life is really as an investor. So I'm gonna pick on you some, Rob, just based off of, your experiences and even just thinking about all the different things that you're in, you know, how would you describe, or, you know, just kind of tell someone like what, what is that day-to-day like, or if even you are doing things day-to-day from, you know, an investor's standpoint, what is that like realistically?
1: Yeah. So from a, from my standpoint, I, you know, I've been in, I did it from ground up. Um, I wanted to, um, truly understand how to become a true investor. Um, so as I was investing um, in my earlier earlier years of, um, in this game, I, I wanted to get my hands dirty. So as we were, as I uh, invested in, in rental properties, um, I was involved uh, and I paid um, or hired, um, you know, either some friends or local, Either if they were local, I hired some friends and family. Um, if they were away, um, I hired a, a, a property management company. Um, but needless to say, um, from an investment and as an investor um, in the groups that I've been in, investment groups that I've been in, uh, I've been hands-on in the in the operations um, in the early days. So what I what I've done is uh, I made sure I understood, you know, as I collect the rents, where is that money being dispersed to? Um, as the, t- the particular home that we were investing in, what type of um, additional um, investments were required? What kind of spend was required in order to make sure that we we built this up to you know our liking? Um, if you you know whether you had prior pre-tenants or you know during you, while you have tenants or even post-tenants, you know what what did you want that house to look like uh, or that property to look like? Um, so, that was all vetted out, you know, um, prior to us, you know, taking on renters. Um, I've even gone into just being just involved with the investors itself. Um, that's, you know, really, uh, that's from a relations management standpoint. Um, you want to make sure that your, your stakeholders are, are, are being fed with the appropriate information, um, the, the accurate reporting. Um, accounting um, and or um, updates on the properties that's, in, that's in, involved in the investment or investments, um, you want to make sure that you wanted to make sure that that's being correlated and communicated accurately. I was involved in that for, for many years as well, you know, and then up to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm able to bring on people, whether I hire them or outsource, um, I'm able to um, establish the appropriate agreements. Um, to make sure that you know not only the investors are are being protected, their investment is being protected, our return on on that investment is being it's coming in as planned, um, and then more or less um, as we conclude, as we um, enter into the exit aspect of it, um, if need be. Uh, so it, it's I've done it from soup to nuts. Um, I've gone through the cycles. Um, and that's, that's something you, you yourself have to, you know, come to terms with as an investor, you know, where are you and what can you contribute um, throughout that process? Um, if you don't understand the process, you know, there's wealth of tools online that you can, you can really dive into and really try to understand. Um, if you um, feel comfortable with, you know, some forums and groups that you can join, um, you know, by all means, please do, you know, do that and ask a lot of questions. Uh, but never, never feel like you, you know, um, you're the, you're the one, you're the dumb one, per se, uh, for the lack of better terms, uh, but, you know, there's always somebody that knows more than you seek that knowledge and you will attain it. And so I think that um, being realistic with yourself, um, really understanding what you're trying to gain from being an investor um, is key. And I think that can be, that can apply to more than just real estate and it can apply to other areas, but, you know, for just for the sake of this conversation and this topic, um, as a real estate investor, you know, you really um, want to understand what your end game is, you as the investor and what the end game for what you're trying to accomplish as a return on the investment, uh, what that entails as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm even just thinking about, you know, and it and it kind of goes into, you know, so many people who are either eager to get into real estate investing or really investing of any kind, but I'm gonna keep it narrow for this conversation. You know, anyone who's interested into getting into that, you know, there has to be as much of an understanding of what those responsibilities are. And That's why I always like to, regardless of what topic it is, you know, I always like to you know, make sure people understand and get some sort of context, you know, mm-hmm. just thinking about the idea of, you know, just running into something and taking a risk, especially as big as, you know, what we're talking about for today's conversation. But, you know, I, I don't want it to be a thing where people, you know, got in two or three or four or five properties and then, you know, the strategy is in all all the way there and then they have to end up selling. And God forbid it's at a loss. Or end up, you know, learning, honestly, learning things the hard way, right? Like let's just say if you go down the landlord route and you truly don't understand not only the market in which the renters that you are in, but let's just say if you go through some of these um other options, you know, like section eight and now nobody putting a bad connotation on section eight. I just want to clarify that. But You know, you get, you get folks, you know, all across the board and that's thing, you know, you learn it for the first time, like, damn, somebody done tore my whole house up. Now I got to spend, you know, umpteen, you know, amount of money to fix it back. And just thinking about the time that's going to take, depending on the extent of the damage, you know, I'm losing out on rental value. So it's just thinking about all those little things, all those different scenarios, and at least you know, not only coming to terms with it, but also doing your best to be as prepared as Mm -hmm. possible as you can for when scenarios and things like that happen. And even just thinking about, you was touching on this earlier, to Mm -hmm. the extent that you're involved, you know, is it advantageous, you know, for you, for those who are listening, isn't advantageous for you to be involved at every step of the way and kind of project manage that thing? Or are you more hands off? And you know what? I'm going to let a third party company take care of it. You know, I just want to collect the checks, right? (laughs) Nothing's, nothing's wrong per se with any of those options, but it it all goes back to your level, your level of tolerance and arguably, you know, how, how adverse or not you are with risk, you know, what's your tolerance for that? And just thinking about uh, one, one of these things that I'm going to get into shortly, but, you know what, for you, Rob, I'll pick on you again. For you, Rob, if you can give folks an example of what what a strategy or what that strategy looks like in part, you know, what what is something that you found from a strategy standpoint that has worked really, really well for you and that you could see yourself um, using and continue to implement moving forward?
1: Well, um, there's been many, uh, but to you know, for the sake of time, um, realist, uh, the strategies that has worked for myself has been um, to be more be involved, to be involved from from the beginning, and to really establishing um, the foundation of our investors. Um, I, I've taken the route of becoming involved with uh, real estate investors. Uh, we, we formulate a group um, whether it's you know it's a small group or a large group. Um, but you typically um, you know the, the group the group approach has been you know more lucrative for myself and my family. Um, so what we do is uh, um, the individuals that I, I get involved with for opportunities real estate opportunities is, um, I get myself involved in really determining what what is the end game, you know, as as we build build the team, and then what are, what are the finance finances that's required, you know, for this not only to be a, a good return on investment, but for the opportunity itself. Uh, what the, what does all that entail? Um, I helped to find, I've helped to find, you know, the commitments that's required from our stakeholders there, you know, there are going to be some people that just want to be hands off. Um, They just want to contribute their investment and then back off. Um, But you, there are some that are willing to contribute, but they're just not being asked. And, and I think that that's important when you, when you really formulate a group and a team um, to really understand who the players are. Um, so I've been able to be a key contributor to that um, anytime I'm getting involved. Um, and then ultimately um, as we, you know, as we progress and, and really vet vet this opportunity out, you know, um, I've been involved heavily in the exit strategy aspect of it. Um, you know, concluding of the opportunity, conclusion, the conclusion phase. Of it, meaning making sure that you know we're wrapping up on key items and key key things that that's needed in order for this to continue to be successful. Um, addressing any um, you know oh by the ways and and or um, unexpected risk. Uh, making sure that resources that you know that's overseeing these overseeing um, this particular uh, task is is being held accountable and responsible. And then, more or less, um, as we wrap up, um, make sure that you know everyone's getting paid that needs to. You know, so that that's all important, and because sometimes that that gets lost in the sauce um, due to you know being overcome by events um, and or opportunities that you know other opportunities that may come up. You know, that may take the focus away from our existing um, investors. So it it, it varies. Um, but more or less for myself, um, I have been just, just been intimately involved in the opportunities, um, um, you know, with the groups, um, from a, from a more individual standpoint, um, I rely heavily on, uh, my key resource and assets, um, that I've grown uh, relationships over time with.
0: Absolutely. Well, no, thank you so much for that insight, Rob. I like to not only you know, just talk about and folks who've been listening for a while, you know, not to just talk about, you know, a topic, whatever that topic is in theory, but also really make sure that it's practical. It has that day to day kind of context to it. And really that, you know, folks who are listening to this and soon to be watching this can really get an understanding of, okay, here's some nuggets that I can really take away from this. So Rob, I know, you know, this, this topic is so big and that so many amazing people out there are constantly having the conversation. I -hmm. say this all the time. We can't fit it all in because there's so much we could be talking about uh, just even on real estate investing by itself, that we'd be on this thing all day long and really just have so much to really dig in. So just thinking about that, Rob, before we get out of here, Rob, tell them how folks can connect with you. How can they follow you? How can they uh, get in touch with you and keep that conversation going?
1: Well, I definitely could be reached. Uh, my accounts, uh, handles uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter is uh, RG Consulting um, and uh, I'm on GroupMe as well. And uh, you know, with the respective homeowners uh, groups, for those that, that are in these groups, um, I'm also um, just recently joined uh, uh, Clubhouse as well, so I'm on there as well. Uh, I can be reached on, on Clubhouse at Rob Gerald. It's, uh, so okay, there. Rob. Okay,
0: Clubhouse. We're gonna have to do do a little do a little after show conversation on real estate <laughs> one of these days. All right. Shout out to Clubhouse. If y'all don't know uh, Clubhouse right now. Uh, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. Right now, it's only for iPhone uh, users. So shade mm-hmm. thrown at Android users. But y'all <laughs> might get a version one day. I don't know. Y'all ask, y'all ask Android and them. See what they can do for you. But anywho, yeah, Clubhouse, you know, I've heard so much about it, Rob. And that, that platform really has yet to be tapped into. So shout out to you for being on there. Mm-hmm. Thank yep, you. absolutely. And Rob, thank you again for just taking the time To not only chit chat a little bit more about real estate investing, but really making sure folks out there who may not already have a foundation in it, but really just get some insight. And hopefully this episode really encourages people to not only to continue to look and be on their journey of knowledge, but also give people, you know, that that little bit of mm, that one little that one little push to go out and do it and to get into it and hopefully receive the rewards and everything that they're looking for. So y'all know how I do it. Thank y'all again for tuning in and tune in the next week for another conversation of the Young Black HR podcast. Make sure you connect with today's guests on social media. And if you haven't already, check out our website at honesthumanresources.com and connect with Young Black HR on your favorite platform at, you guessed it, Young Black HR. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and GroupMe. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and tune in to next week's episode.